I'm Crystal Berger, Fox News, and we're spending a few moments with Haran Hargrave. Haran, thank you so much for joining me in studio today. You started playing basketball when you were three years old. Yeah. Tell me about this experience as a three-year-old when you picked up this basketball. Um, well, I started playing, like you said, when I was three. My mother used to run a tournament in St. Albans, Queens. Back in the days, Anthony Mason, Mark Jackson, all of those guys used to play in it. It was a big-time tournament. Mm-hmm. So uh, she put the ball in my hand, and I, I've never put it down, you know, and it's uh, pretty much got me through everything in life. So it was a great opportunity to play basketball and, you know, become a Division One athlete, played overseas, and now, like, you know, known as a street ball, New York City street ball legend, mm-hmm. got the name H2O from doing that. How did you earn the name H2O, like water? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that, that nickname came from when I came back from playing professionally in Romania. I came back and played in a spring league called Hoops in the Sun. I came back, I had 57 points in the game, and a, the guy named Uncle G-Stacks, he, he was the <laughs> one who gave me that nickname, and um, it stuck. I made it into my brand, mm. you know, so... So what was it? You a point guard? I played point and, and shooting guard. I played. I felt like I, I'm a, a shooting guard in a point guard's body. That's okay. how it is. Okay. I, like, okay. I like to shoot the basketball a lot. Now, you did mention you said that you use basketball as an escape for some things. That So what were some things that were happening growing up? I know you grew up in Queens. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just something that guided me through the rigorous everyday struggle in life. You know, um, I felt like I know my purpose on this earth. Sports was something that definitely gave me that outlet and that anchor to achieve the goals that I wanted to achieve. I felt like if I, I put goals to them. So I knew in school I had to pass my classes in order to play on a basketball team. So that's something that I, I took that and did that. And it also allowed you, like you said, to see the world. You mm-hmm. know, you mm-hmm. got to leave and go to a Division One school. You went yeah. to Sacramento State, yeah, right? Yes, yeah, Sacramento okay. State. And then you lived overseas. A young man coming from Queens, New York, yeah. and then going to Sacramento State and then mm-hmm. overseas. What were some of the biggest opportunities that basketball afforded you during that time of your life? Well, that time of my life, Playing Division One basketball, it's almost like to it's almost playing like in the NBA. But you're in college. Mm-hmm. You, we played at I played I got to play at UCLA. I got to play at uh, Louisville. You know, and some of these schools that you just think of. You know, and um, I didn't go to a big major school. I went to a mid major school, but I was able to lead my team in scoring. Mm-hmm. Broke uh, several three point records uh, um, at the school. Um, broke the single season um, steals record. So I was I went to a school where I was able to play. And I didn't go to a Duke or North Carolina, but I went to a school where the coaches recruited me and they wanted me to be there, you know, so um, that was the biggest difference, and you know, just having a good time, you know, traveling and and doing things that you don't normally do. You know, sometimes you come back home and you talk to people um, who've still been in, in the neighborhood and they don't really understand what you just really did or mm-hmm. what you've been doing. You know what I mean? So my mind has always been thinking outside the box and always wanting to do more. So and and that led into, you know, having a, a full ride, a scholarship. My parents didn't have to pay for, for school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was that was that was very big too. You mm-hmm. know, that the the fact that I was able to, you you know, go and play and not have parents worry about anything. One thing that happened when you were away at school, your best friend actually was murdered in Jamaica, Queens. Yeah, my boy Mark Arrington, God rest his soul, he was uh, killed in Hollis, Queens. You know, not like right up the block from his house that we, you know, we kind of, I was with him like every day. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, that was something that was really hard for me. I don't talk about it a lot. You know, it's, uh, it's a touchy situation, but uh, that was my best friend in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't into the gangs or anything like that. He was just, you know, real good good dude and um you know it's still hard to talk about it you know what i mean because it makes it reality when i do talk about it i you know um just recently he had the marquee day every year and i just recently went for the first time you know um 
you know, because a lot of the stuff happens when I'm away, mm. when I'm away at school, when I'm away traveling or whatever. I come back or I hear somebody passed away. And um, so I kind of the, the fact that um, I didn't, you know, hit it on um, front on and, and, and go around his family and stuff. It didn't make it real to me. So when I did mm. go to Marky Day the first time it made it real, it's like, yo, my boy is really not here. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And um, So. But yeah. one thing I do want to talk about, because a lot of people don't understand the reality of that. Like you just said, everybody. Everybody thinks that, you know, this child must have been doing something wrong, wrong. Yeah, no. you know, or, you know, and so talk, I want you to talk about that because mm. this is a reality for a lot of children who grow up in environments that what surrounds them might not be safe, yeah. but they come from a good home. Good dude, man. Like really good dude. Really, uh, you know, um, yeah, so that's why, you know, it, it doesn't, it, sometimes it's, it's just the neighborhood you live in. And it's just like even still trying to get out of that neighborhood. Like that's the goal. That's the fight. And that's what we all want. You know, you don't want to live, you know, people, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to be in the same position. People say, you know, money doesn't, what do you say? Money doesn't, um, you know, make you happy, but that depends on how much you made or who who you <laughs> or who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, sometimes because it's like, you know, money. You want to you want to be able to do some things. You know, you don't want to have to get up and, and and worry about you know if your light's gonna be on. If you you know if you got cold or hot water today. I, I I lived those days where I'd had no hot water, had no le- electricity. Some days and um, you know it's um. You know, getting back to Mark, he's uh, he was a good kid. He was a good kid. You know, who who had his, you know, he had his mom, his dad, his mom, his dad was a, you know, he worked at MTA. He then it wasn't a bad family situation, just the wrong place at the wrong time, mm. you know, and 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 wrong just hatred. You know, a lot of people just don't like to see other people do good, and when you and and doing good meaning just being able to go to school or have a, a decent job and some people just don't want to see that and it's mm-hmm. it's insane how that is you know now one thing that you did was you were able to reshape that experience mm-hmm. into something positive yep. um balling for peace mm-hmm. but i want to talk about it because for me you know I, i'm from baltimore the first my one of my good friends the first person i knew was murdered when i was 14 years old mm. and so uh that was a very um interesting experience I'll leave my story uh, on the side Mm -hmm. but when you were away at college and you got the news about your friend Mm -hmm. how did you process that and then turn it into something positive well when I got the news when I was in school I um and I heard about it. First off, it's like I, I can't. This ain't real, you know. And um, um, I'm no stranger to having, you know, people uh, in my life, immediate people in my life, uh, leave this earth. You know, um, my mom passed away, and my my grandmother passed away. So it's uh, the experience of death is really, it, and it hits me hard every time. Still, you know what I mean. But the reality of it all is that those people aren't here anymore. And um, but to uh, get back to to what I was saying, it uh, you got to turn a negative into a positive just to keep that 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 mind going and keep your 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 physical going, you know. Because sometimes you could sit and you could just sit there and rock, cry all day and everything. But who's gonna really, you know, who's gonna really worry about you? You know what I mean? Whether I want to get up and do any any of this stuff, no one's gonna care. Like you know what I mean? So um, I had to change that energy into positive energy and just you know bring awareness to actually what's going on and this is this is my way of giving back you know this is my way of uh, turning negatives into a positive and letting people know that there are outlets you know there are you know things that you can do in a positive light you don't always have to pick up a gun and kill and shoot you know even down to the, to the police like you know it's um you know the whole Mike Brown and Eric Gardner situation like certain things you can do you don't have to 
physical force all the time. At the end of the day, people are afraid of you anyway. Like being a black man and growing up in in, um, in New York and um, just being in my skin and knowing that some sometimes you don't even have to do anything. Mm. You know, I could be just driving. If I see a, a cop car on the side or behind me, you just tense up a little bit. It's just, and that shouldn't be the way we should be living, you know, but that's the way that it's portrayed and that's the way that it is. How do we reshape the stereotypes? I can only go for my experiences and what I try to shape myself into being and that's just a positive person. I try to live my life right. You know, I go to church. I, I try to have fun. You know, I do go out and I do have good times and stuff like that. I say that you can do whatever you want in life. I feel like just living positive, doing positive things, giving back to your community and just trying to be the best person that you can be can shape you to being a overall human being that can help others. Now um, giving back to the kids and teaching them basketball knowledge and giving them what I learned, that gives me the same gratification as if I scored 30 points on a basketball court. I just feel like people need to give their time back and I think they'll feel good about it. What is it inside of you that makes you want to do good? Well, my mom, I say this a lot. Parents don't really understand how much of an impact that they have on their children. Parents have a huge impact on their children. Like, I love butter pecan ice cream because my mother ate butter pecan ice cream. My, my favorite sandwich is roast beef because my mother used to go to Subway and give me Subway roast beef sandwiches. Everything that I did, the hustler mentality, my mother was a teacher. She had two master's degrees, but she also wrote plays. She was a playwright. On Friday, she used to have Rhonda's Chicken Den where all her co-workers from work used to come and get $5 plates at the house. So I used to see all this stuff, and she could have just did the teaching. They get paid throughout the summer, but she hustling, grinding, just always wanting to do stuff and, and give back and and that was embedded in me so when it came my time it's just something that I lived so what piece of advice would you give to a young man who's growing up in Highlands Queens Mm -hmm. who is in a situation he has a talent he has a gift Mm -hmm. he wants to be purposeful I would tell him to to keep pushing keep grinding keep a narrow straight mind some people say oh he should go down to the local blah 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 and and look up you're not going to do that as a kid how it happened for me is that I just met people I met different people and just continue to keep those uh, those doors open for anybody that you meet. But I would say just keep being you and those people will eventually come to you. Balling for Peace, really quickly, tell mm-hmm. us about the event. Balling for Peace, we have a lot of people coming out. You can check out the pages, Balling for Peace, B-A-L-L-I-N, the number four in the word peace. We have over 50 celebrities coming out to the event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the fourth annual. We partnered up with the NAACP and Guns Down Life Up on this one. Well, thanks for your time. We've just spent a few moments with Haran Hargrave. I'm Crystal Berger, and this is Fox News. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.